Welcome to Book Talk for Book Talk, a literary podcast where we've been deep diving into your favorite novels. This is Jack. And I'm Amy. And our listeners love to share their thoughts and theories via email and voicemail, so we're sharing them via our weekly mini-episodes. The views expressed by the hosts and listeners are entirely their own and in no way represent the thoughts or intentions of the original author. This podcast is a discussion shared to spark thought and conversation on the characters and themes of this novel. Spoilers may be discussed with or without warning. Explicit language, as well as themes of sex, violence, abuse, death, and depression will recur throughout this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. We asked you to ask us anything because apparently we're obsessed about you asking us things. So we're obsessed about ourselves? We're obsessed about answering their questions. Because we're all about fan service. Yeah, we're benevolent (laughs) podcasters. (laughs) So here's our Ask Us Anything episode. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? I, I know what you're doing. I'm, I'm waiting for... Okay, what, what am I supposed to be ready for? I don't know. Was, <laughs> you looked very confused. <laughs> I was waiting for the... The question. question. Yeah, the question. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what I was waiting for. <laughs> what was your favorite children's book growing up? Oh. My father read Hands, Hands, Fingers, Thumbs by Dr. Seuss to me a lot. Mm. And he still can quote it. Because oh. he read it to me that much. Wow. 30 years. Well, 30-something years later, yeah. Were you obsessed with that story, or was he obsessed with that story? (sighs) I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. Okay. But he claims (laughs) it was my favorite. And I hate hands to this very day. (laughs) I loved The Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, classic. And then, what was it, Rainbow Fish? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those were my jam. Nice. Corduroy Bear. Oh, yeah, of course. Loved a Corduroy Bear. Yeah. I feel like those were all, like, textile. Like, you could touch the... Mm-hmm. That's what made them great. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like every 90s kid grew up with those. Same. And every 90s kid's kid will probably grow up with those. Probably. <laughs> this is hilarious. Can you give us a reading wrap-up? What have you been reading lately? Oh, my... And liking recently? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Amy. Share with the class. So I'm currently listening to Praise. I forget who it's by. Sarah Kate. Is that her name? Oh, that, I probably should look that up real fast. Yep. Sarah Kate. I was right. So that is enjoyable. Do uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what it's, <laughs> it's because about? Because people are just sitting here wondering, like, what's what's this Praise book you're talking about? It is about a man mm. who starts a salacious... Oh. Players club. Oh. It's a it's a sex club, basically. <laughs> and his son's ex-girlfriend, they have an encounter. She ends up working for him because he's trying to patch up his relationship with his son. They end up mm-hmm. in a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And it I believe she's his secretary. His secretary, and she is his sub, uh-huh. and she he is her dom. Yep. How'd you find out about this book? Through Jack and her (laughs) Audible account. (laughs) I can't wait for the second one. Prior to that, I was listening to a sapphic romance novel called Delilah Green Doesn't Care. And it's the first in a series of sapphic romance novels. And I've decided there's not enough female-female romance out there. Mm -hmm. 
and I need to figure out how to contribute. So after praise, I'm probably going to... I bought three novels the other day that were all female female so i'm yeah. gonna like try to find time to read them Yay! and do some research i'm so excited for you i am too i have been reading i got i, I was like i want to listen to blood and chocolate because blood and chocolate was a book i read forever ago when i was in high school it's ya but that one's by annette klaus and then i was like i'm going to enter my werewolf era and and so i've been reading the white wolf prophecy series I did. Act- oh, I forgot to say I started Wolfbound. Oh, did you see? Because you saw it on my. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> and so now I'm finishing up the fourth book. Oh, my. Yeah. It gets better. OK, because I was like, I got two thirds of the way through the first book and I was like, I can't do this anymore. But yeah, I've been doing Firebound, which is the last one. And I definitely enjoyed the progress of it. I do. I haven't like really gone into a lot of werewolf books yet, but. I feel like werewolf books have been done dirty a little bit. And I don't want to say that this author has done werewolves dirty. Technically, they're wolf shifters. But I don't know. I think there's like a certain amount of tongue in cheek that they know that they're approaching with it. Interesting. I, I will have to find a different werewolf novel to make my assessment on because Wolfbound seemed like the author's fan fiction version of like, what if there was no Edward Cullen? What if it was just Bella and Jacob? Oh, oh. But I see what you mean, where people say that werewolves, werewolf books are very Wattpad, mm-hmm. fan fiction-esque. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed Wolfbound, and I enjoyed The White Wolf Prophecy. This is not a slander to her, but I understand why people say that about the werewolf, werewolf genre in general. Interesting. Because it's very much like, I'm an alpha I'm your pack leader. But I feel like Blood and Chocolate did it in such a good way that I'm just holding that to the highest standard. Yeah. What soup would make you go, yeah, let's fuck. Reese and Farrah style. So I'm going to interpret this question as you are having a Reese and Farrah moment. You are about to have soup with your mate. What soup do you make? Uh, My mother's secret recipe for cream of potato soup. So nothing gets you more hot and bothered than your mother's recipe. I'm sorry. I fucking it's, love that soup. It's, it's good soup. It's good soup. Good soup. Um, I would make it for my mate so that he would want or she would want to fuck me. That's, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's your like, I got you soup. Yeah. Uh, There was this carrot and ginger sh- ginger soup from, remember Wonderlust in mm-hmm, Hollywood? Mm-hmm. I loved that place. And they had a chef that used to work there. And he made a carrot and ginger soup. I've never had a carrot and ginger soup as good as that soup. I still think about that soup today. Mm. He would be my mate. (laughs) He make me that soup. I go, yes, please. Can you please do the entire SJM unit multiverse, please? One day. One day. I mean, we're starting Crescent City soon. So that's Mm -hmm. that's a step in the right direction. Then this goes into the next question. I'm dying for Silver Flames episodes. Uh, you will have to wait. Yeah, it's, you know what? Rain check on that. We will get around to it. Yeah. It is on our plan. (laughs) I love the way you say that. Like, you say it with such confidence. Not that we, but like, we will get around to it. But it's like, the way you said it made it feel like there was a date given. There wasn't. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. But we'll get around to it. We've got three Crescent City books to get through. And have you seen how long those things are? They're hefty. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to it is one thing. Reading it, I, mm. I understand why people struggle because it there's so much content and it 
I'm it's like, a lot. I'm only on page 350 and we're at it goes to 800. Yeah. And we're like, we're still world building. Yeah. 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 It's frustrating. Quick fourth wing discussion. Thoughts and opinion. Uh, the Cliff Notes version of my thoughts is that it might not be the most groundbreaking in terms of writing style, but it's fun. And I yeah. enjoyed it. So, you know, at the time of recording this, the we're recording this the Sunday before we, we I post this. Mm-hmm. And the day that this comes out is the day that Iron Flame comes oh, out. Oh, that's right. Because it comes out on the 7th. Yeah. So, I don't know. I will... Kind of, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but like, <laughs> let's do it. Let's get controversial. So Rebecca Yaros did a interview, a series of interview questions, and the interviewer asked her, how do you pronounce these words? And she said, oh, well, this is how I pronounce them. They're in Gaelic and this is how I do it. But you can do it however you want. And then a lot of native speakers joined the discussion. And there's a difference between Gaelic and Gaelic. Mm. I'm probably not saying that correctly and I feel really bad and I'm sorry, but they were like, this is a, this is a dying language. Yeah. This is a language that like they're very proud of and you're coming in and saying like, well, you can pronounce it however you want and she's not pronouncing it correctly and Mm -hmm. she's, and it's not even like, here is a general loose interpretation of this name and you can see that where the root of it is, she's literally copy and pasting the words in and people were definitely kind of being a little bit more critical of saying like hey there's there should be more respect to that yeah and they're talking about like these american authors yeah who come in and do that yeah. and i feel I, that's a valid it's a valid thing yeah it is a valid thing i mean everybody everybody in the american publishing industry at least does it with greek names roman names mm-hmm. you know norse mythology we riff off of that stuff all the time. Yeah. I don't know if we're worried about appropriation, quote unquote, but I do find it concerning. Like if someone went and tried to use Welsh or well, mm-hmm. SJM has used Welsh, like these are dying languages. It is kind of hard to say like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want with it because they are dying and we should be respectful of them. I think it's the like. I can pronounce it however the hell I want attitude. Yeah. I mean, I added the hell I want attitude. But like, I think it's the like, well, this is how I do it versus like, no, there's an actual like you're not giving the respect that the language needs. Yeah. And I say this having been very thankful that I haven't published a fantasy book because I know for a fact I've like done something similar. Yeah. I you know, it's hard because. You know, if we take it from a different point of view, Rebecca Yaros is probably like, I don't want to cause angst in my own fan community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we see it all the time in Akatar, like, oh, fans telling each other you're not pronouncing it right. Yeah. And like being mean to each other about it. Right. I'm sure on one hand, she's probably trying to not create shame mm-hmm. for those who read her books. Yeah. Because she definitely sees that. Right. For sure. Right. On the other hand... Yeah, you shouldn't be using something if you don't know how to pronounce it. I think we should just be accepting more of plain names. All right. Let's go back to a Joe Schmo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I know it's huh? (laughs) David. David. I know that's not the sexiest name, right? Like you don't could be like, Who did this to you? Muttered David. Like, okay, but you know what? We all know how to pronounce it. Yeah. I think you said something a little bit to keep going a little bit more with Fourth Wing. I really enjoyed Fourth Wing. Mm -hmm. I really, really liked it. I think we like mentioned this before in a different episode where it's like 
she didn't reinvent the wheel here. Right. But she used the tropes and the things that we're familiar with in a really fun way. Yeah. That I absolutely loved and adored. I mean, and what it just shows me is that you don't have to break the mold on anything to be entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. Like her formula and all the elements in it and outputs ends up being unique. Mm -hmm. That's why we read it. But everyone's done some version of this before. Yeah. Right. So it it but it's still but she wrote it in a way that was entertaining. Agreed. Agreed. And it helps. I think for writers, it should take kind of like the burden off. Yeah. I agree. Have fun with it. Okay. If you could analyze any book for us, regardless of what's popular, et cetera, what would you pick? I recently read V.E. Schwab's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that you liked that a lot. It's probably my new favorite book Ooh. on the entire planet, like of everything I've ever read. Whoa. And I think it is worthy of analysis. Wow. Yep. I would love to analyze SB Nova's Kingdom of Exiles, mm. but I want her to be our friend. Yeah. And I'm and like and I don't know. It's like we wouldn't criticize it. We would just be interpreting it. Right. But I also accept that SJM will never be our friend. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I love your podcast, but I have no idea what to listen to every other day. Any suggestions? <laughs> <laughs> no, just keep listening to our podcast. <laughs> just go back and listen again. Yeah. Um, you should listen to anything by Tandon Productions. Oh, the shout out. I just really, really enjoyed his Royal Faken Highness. It was such a great. I really want to start the stoner, the King Arthur stoner one. Oh, the sword in the stoner. Yeah. Yeah, her fiction podcasts are just really enjoyable. Very, very, very enjoyable. Audiobooks. Yeah. Just, I, I, you know, just when in doubt, audiobooks. And when in doubt, Taylor Swift is this (laughs) up-and-coming artist. I don't know if you've heard of her. I don't know if you've heard of her, but I, you know, highly recommend it. Threesome with any two SJM, uh, they say men, but I'm going to say characters. Yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not limit ourselves here. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Okay. Oh, shit. I just realized any SJM character. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Why did that blow my mind? Lorkin. 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 Lorkin, for sure. And Daddy Azzy. Mm, nice. I went dark yeah, both ways. Yeah, you did. Like, neither one is there to make, to smile. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're there to brood. Yeah. And take out their aggression on you. Yes, please. <laughs> I think, oh, this is hard. This is so hard. I have many options. I'd probably do Manon and Bryce. I knew you would. I I picked Manon. I knew it'd be Manon. It would be Manon and Bryce. Manon and Bryce for sure. Yeah. No Nesta, no Elaine, no more. I mean, if I could have a, a third woman, I would add Nesta in there. Yeah, that's fair. But... Okay, let's add a let's add a third. <laughs> I want I want to add a third as well. Let's pretend that this is an Emily Rath novel. Okay, <laughs> it's a Y choose, but with three characters. So who's your third? I already said mine. Nesta. Who was it again? I, I like blacked out at the idea Manon, of a third. Nesta Bryce. Oh, it would I be just freaky and a lot of fun. I just love that both of us chose very aggressive people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. Neither of us were like. You know, the one that's just like, 
gentle and nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no gentle or nice there. No, no. So who's your your group? Ah, oh, God. I kind of was leaning. Rune Tannen. Oh, yeah. I want them all troubled. All troubled. This is really showing a lot about ourselves. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk about this in therapy this week. <laughs> I'm going to just, just clip this episode, this part of the episode and send it to Esther. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to change it a little bit. What's your favorite AO3 tags and your favorite unhinged AO3 tags? I'm just going to change it to any fan fiction tags. Okay. Tags or tropes or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was deep in fan fiction, I was on fanfiction.net. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I was into both. Oh, gosh. I can't even recall. Enemies to lovers is a must. Like, always enemies to lovers. I think, like, hashtag trigger warning was an immediate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Like, yes, give me the darkness. Right? It was like, hashtag emotional trigger. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Please. Yeah, I think it was like, I I, want... I would always like when I would filter it out, it'd be like, has to be explicit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has to be kind of fucked up and dark. Mm-hmm. And I was I mean, because I, I read a lot more Twilight fan fiction back in the day and yeah. Harry Potter fan fiction more recently. And I would always go for very specific characters together. I yeah. was not there to explore yeah. other characters no. and dynamics when you ship. You ship. You yeah. do not jump yeah. ships. You, you don't jump ship. We do not abandon the ship. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. I mean, you know, in high school reading Harry Potter fan fiction, it was Harry and Draco. Mm-hmm. Actually, I started with Draco Hermione, and then I moved on to Harry Draco. Yeah. And then, and then as an adult, Star Wars, yep. Rey and Kylo. I love, yeah, it's got to be explicit. Yep. It's got to have, I, I did like epics where mm-hmm. there was a like a long plot. Yeah, I needed it to be a minimum of like 50 or 100k words. Right, right. Yeah, I wanted something with substance. Yeah. Enemies to lovers. I actually didn't mind forced marriage. Oh, because I want to see I like how do you resolve it? You say you don't mind it? <laughs> yes, please. Like, <laughs> I was about to say force anything. <laughs> also true. And I was about to be like, oh, no, that's so wrong, Jack. But like, no, literally, I'd be like, oh, force pregnancy trope, force marriage mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. all of those things. Why am I surprised that I liked dark romance now or I got into romance when this was what I was that's what you're actively looking for as a 14 year old for. Yeah. Twilight and Yasha and Twilight. And yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the same same for me. I also spent a lot of time reading abo so what was abo uh it is when it's like alternate universe stuff where you have alphas betas and omegas mm. um and can so you you've got forced mating and all can that you explain stuff. alpha beta omega because i always see those and i'm like okay so i know the concept of an alpha and a beta and omega like you have the top dog the second dog and the bottom of the list sure so it's it's Akin to mates, and it's very problematic because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of when an alpha finds an omega, there tends to be like forced mating. And if they go into, they go into like, what is it called? I don't even, oh, they go into heat. So it's like animals, they go into heat. Mm -hmm. And so the omega has to have sex to 
to not feel pain because of the heat that they're in. Yeah. And so there's a lot of questionable sex that happens. Oh, this is great. I can't wait to look up more werewolf, specifically Alpha Omega. All right. This is giving me more ideas of what I want to read next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll really enjoy it, to be yeah. honest. It's really I I love it because of it because it's problematic. Wow. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> it says we're friends for a reason. <laughs> it's Randall, our friend, Amy's friend, my roommate. My forced friend, <laughs> uh, he likes to send me Instagram reels uh-huh. of like romance tropes and testing how far that I find it acceptable. Mm. He's yet to find one that you ha- find problematic. Yeah. yeah. I was like, nice. Good luck, sir. OK, this is a one out of two. And then I'll just read the whole thing. If you could live in any SJM universe, what would you pick? And what do you think your role would be in helping the main female character so here's what's hard one i'm not the main female character in this so like i thought about okay i had a i had a story idea recently that's related to this but keep uh going that was it that was mad oh okay i had a i had a story idea recently that i was like how could i write the story about the sidekick Mm. where they're not the main character and they don't save the day yeah Okay, so Vampire Academy from uh-huh. back in the day, which is like another great YA series, and I reread that last year, and I still love it. She, the main character, is like the bodyguard to the princess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I kind of like that because she is the sidekick in many ways. She is the like, I'm your body bodyguard. You are going to take over everything. I am here to protect you. That is my life. Mm-hmm. And it was about her. And I really enjoyed that. And I do like that idea a lot. Yeah. 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 So back to the question. question. Yeah. Can you read the question again? So I don't. (laughs) Basically, what SJM. Okay. So we're going to enter any SJM universe. Any of them. Mm -hmm. What role do we play in the in helping the main female character? So I guess the first question is. Who do you like? Which universe? Like which which main character do you want to assist? Yeah. yeah, Now, I'm also going to pretend I'm going to add elements to here. You're going in knowing all the luxuries of this world. Yeah. So you're going in today with your full knowledge. Yeah. I already know my answer. I want to be Nuala and Caridwin's triplet. I want their life. I want to be one of them. Because I get to make food. (laughs) I get to dress Feyre in pretty things. And I get to spy on people. And you get all the tea. I get all the tea. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be New Orleans Caridwin? Wow. That it's was, perfect for me. That is perfect for you. <laughs> Spoken like a true Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, so my first instinct was put me somewhere in Throne of Glass because everyone's a main character. And I'm like, don't you fucking make me not be a female <laughs> main character. But then I was like, no, she's not afraid to kill people there. Right. So I also don't want to be in Crescent City world because it's just too much like this, like our yeah. world. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not about that. So that leads me to the Akatar world. And I am think I would rather help Nesta over Farah. Okay. Because... I feel like I could hang with Nesta more. And I also think that by being in the Akatar world, there is a good possibility that I do end up as a main character. It's also true. Also true. And how are you going to help Nesta? I will somehow I'll show her how much Cassian means to her by sleeping with him. (laughs) 
my gosh. See, I feel like my new all cared win wins because it does. They help all three of the sisters, so they get to be part of all their stories. I literally went into this thinking how I can help myself the most. <laughs> I think you understood the assignment. I think I walked away being more selfish than I expected to be. But you know what? You got to sleep with Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And then I'm going to help Elaine and Gwen next and nice. sleep with Azriel. Nice. <laughs> That's my gift. <laughs> Just like Moore's gift is the gift of truth. My gift is... The gift of jealousy? Vagina. <laughs> Do you think Reese's sister is still alive? No. No. There are times when we were reading which book? I don't know. Either Mist and Fury or Wings and Ruin that I had thoughts like, oh, this could be it. But he literally sees his sister's head in a basket. Yeah, that's pretty dead. I feel like that's really dead. That's not Bone Carver mysteriously his whole body disappears. That's like decapitation dead yeah and i feel like no matter what series you're in zombie vampire decapitation kills them all yeah i think so too why do you think there is a pool of starlight in the spring court could it be a portal that's a good question that's an excellent question i know because i have no clue what huh well now that you say that (laughs) Wow. That's totally going to come back later. Yeah, it could, like, be a gate. Absolutely. Interesting. Wow. Asking the hard questions Seriously. Do we have an answer? No, but we're going to praise you. Yeah, good job. (laughs) Good job. That's a great question. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Like, why? Okay, so the basic answer could be, which I refuse to believe in. The basic one is, like, it's foreshadowing for Reese. And that's pretty, and that is it. I reject that. It's got to be a portal. I'm going to say it started out as a reflection of Reese. And Sarah J. Mass is going to conveniently remember like, oh, I could use this. Yeah. And make it a portal. And that makes a good author. That's right. Is finding the convenience. Thank you for listening to this mini episode of Book Talk for Book Talk. We encourage you to rate and subscribe to our show on your preferred podcast listening platform. We would love to hear your thoughts based on today's conversation. You can submit your comments to our form at booktalkforbooktalk.com or via our Camflare voicemail system. Please visit booktalkforbooktalk.com for more information. You can also follow us on TikTok or Instagram at the handle booktalkforbooktalk. Bye!